All right. Well, thank you guys for tuning in today. This is the TNT Podcast coming to you once again live through millions. It is good to be back after a week in uh, Sarasota. I know uh, Torres spent him some time in Florida as well. How was your time, Torres? Oh, man, man, it was really good, man, and really enjoyed it. A lot of good time. A little bit of sweet, though. You know, wanted obviously wanted Trevor to get the win, but overall we had a really good time, you know, uh, staying in a really nice house and everything, and uh, it, it was fun. But um, uh, it, was, it, it was also fun for me to finally get my – I've been to a UFC event before. I was at the Apex in Vegas, but it was fun to go to my first one in a live crowd, and it was exciting. You know, it was. It was, it was exciting to see some of the fights live, some of the guys I've trained with before a fight. Um, so, but, uh, it was, it was something to experience live. I did, I did not stay for the whole main card. I left after the, uh, prelims to go back on the, go back to the hotel to check with Trevor and all the stuff, but, um, it was good. I, I mean, I got the full experience. I mean, I got a full experience. So it, it was fun. It was fun. Yeah. I saw the video. Uh, somebody posted you up on Twitter, a video of you coaching up Trevor from the, from the stands. That was pretty cool, man. Yeah, yeah, we had a uh, really good seats. We were right near the cage, and um, you know, I did he say he could a, hear you? Yeah, he could. Yeah, I have a, I have a distinct yeah. voice. I mean, when I yes, I lost my, I, I lost my voice yelling, but I was yelling loudly, and uh, but yeah, because we I mean we was right there. I mean, uh, we was blessed to have some sponsors help us out and get tickets right there near the cage. So we was uh directly next to the cage as close as you can. It was right there, right behind the uh, reporter's table. So, I mean, just literally probably a few feet, if, if even if that much. But uh, we were yelling, and, um, you know, I would definitely, you know, try my best to uh, help Trevor with some tips and stuff. And, um, you know, obviously you had the coaches in the corner and him doing everything. But, man, I really wish that would have won fight of the night. You know, he had uh, – It was a good fight. He fought hard. And I, I mean, obviously on the scorecards, you know, he lost 30-27. So, yeah, he lost every round. Yeah. But I feel like that was the best fight of the night. You know, they gave it to the main event, which I don't understand why. Because the main event was an absolute beatdown. I mean, that main event wouldn't yeah. be close. To pour your freaking 10-7 him. You know, you don't ever see a 10-7 round in freaking MMA. That's one of the rarest things you see. But he got 10-7. And on one of the judges' scorecards was 50-42. That's an absolute beatdown. Uh, that's not yeah. even that's not even the same stratosphere, uh, but they found they some type of way gave them fight of the night. So, um, you know, I wish Trevor would have got the 50k along with that. But regardless yeah. of the experience, it was good. You know, one thing about MMA, man, nobody goes undefeated. There's only one man that went undefeated, and even people question his record. So, I mean, it's a sport where it's hard to go undefeated. Um, it just doesn't happen because um, you have you have to deal with so many mixed martial arts. Also. The fact that uh, Trevor had to deal with a 10-day uh, different opponent on 10-day notice. True that. Um, from a guy that I – we all really thought he was going to knock out. Uh, this guy named Victor Martinez. Uh, Victor Martinez just didn't have the chin. He had sloppy striking. It was just been a really good matchup for Trevor. He pulls out. Um, they get a guy, you know, from regional scene. But that's why I always say uh, stay ready so you don't have to get ready in. Guy came in on 10 days notice, and he's from a really good training camp. Guy I fought my last fight against from L of Team Elevation. And it's funny, he had literally had just got off the mat training against Justin Gaethje, and he gets the call, um, you know, to wow. fight Trevor. His first ever UFC fight. So um, That was know, his first UFC fight? Yeah, that was his first one, yes. Wow. Yeah, well, that was- hey, that's a good freaking opening for him. Good God, good debut for him. 
Oh yeah, re really good special debut for him. Yeah, yeah. So like I said, legit. not gonna lie, like I mean, he was able to stand toe to toe with Trevor, and you know, up to this point, we haven't seen anybody do that. And he was throwing him right back, dude. He was taking him. He was throwing him right back. Yeah. Um. Uh. He, he had a twenty fight. He had. He was a twenty fight. Um. He's had twenty pro, pro fights. You know, he's uh fourteen to six. I mean, that's a lot of experience, and that's really good. Yeah. Um, so he's going to have him a long career. I mean, he's 30, so he's got probably a good seven, eight more years left. So he's going to have him a good long career. And then plus, he's a true 145er. He came up in the weight class and fought that fight. So, um, wow. you know, very, very special uh, win for him. And, hey, like like he said in his interview, no better guy to train with than to train with Justin Gaethje. Because if anybody if anybody has watched Justin Gaethje earlier fights in his career, Justin Gaethje was a little bit of a wow um striker guy hectic you know very aggressive coming forward and uh that's what trevor is trevor's very aggressive coming forward yeah. and um uh, no better training for i mean trevor fights like gaichi very similar a lot of the style so no better way to train for somebody than to be the main training partner of one of the best best guys in the world so um but yeah it's a good learning fight so good learning fight for him and uh he'll be back yeah yeah for sure all right dude well we talked a little bit about the fighting, but man, over this pa these past week, it has been a uh, really it's been just about like yeah, it's been two weeks really since we last did this. But um, mm -hmm. there's been a lot of action going on in the league that we love so much called the NBA. We not only have we had the draft, I was able to meet up with our boys, good friends of the show, Zach Smith. Uh, Kobe Reed, uh, Daniel Hall's even been on the the uh, show before. Caleb Brown, I think he's been on a he was on a redraft show back when I used to run this by myself. Uh, yeah, got yeah. together at Wild Wing, watched some drafts, uh, watched some of the draft. Um, had a good time. We stayed for at least I want to say about half. Um, pretty much went how it seemed to go. Things didn't start getting really shaken up till I want to say. Um, Bilal Koulibaly, the French guy that I really liked a lot, got picked, I think it was like seventh. Yeah, it was a one pick before Washington, and then Washington traded up to get to get his rights. Um, and then thanks – oh, yeah, and then your your Mavericks did a couple trades, and we'll get into them here in a minute. But it was a good draft, um, a really deep draft as far as talent goes. I feel like there's going to be a lot of guys that we end up seeing. Um, you know, I think there's potential for some stars in this one and then um not only that but there's there's gonna be some guys that are in this draft that are gonna be role players on some um some playoff contending teams i think i think they're gonna be able to make an impact pretty soon um but really that's just like a little appetizer to what we have just been able to you know kind of live here recently man we we had a little wild ride um Let's start off. Let's just go team by team, and let's look at some of these uh, some of these squads. Let's look at let's, right. let's look at the Warriors first, a team that I know Torres likes to he likes to talk about a lot. Um, they were able to keep Draymond Green, right? That's a good that's a good keep for them. Um, you know, that to that that team and all. But the really the move I want to talk about here first, Chris Paul coming into town for Jordan Poole. What yeah. do you think, Torres? I haven't really got your full thoughts quite yet on this. Uh, I want to hear them right here live. Um, that's that that's uh that was a shocker. Not gonna lie to you, yeah. man. Um, that was that was a little bit of a shocker. I did not see that one coming. Um, I actually did not see Jordan Poole being released. So um, the way he was, I, I thought they would a little bit fought for Jordan Poole a little bit more. I knew, and I said it on this show. 
I said they're not letting go of Draymond Green. I, I just knew it's not happening. I yeah, said that they're yeah. the core piece. They could. Clay, Steph, and Draymond. That's their big three. That's their Jordan, Scotty, um, Dennis Rodman. That's Rodman, that's their course, right? Kind of yeah. Course, right? Yeah, that's what he is. Yes, that, exactly. Like that's that's their guy. I, I just he's the heart of the team. I know. He I know. It's funny. I know funny people to meet someone. Well, all he does is averages seven points a game and throws up and flops. And but he's a really good defensive player. He yeah, plays he stuff, and he he brings something to that team that just makes them go. And he can pass the ball really well. He passes he's, the ball great. I about to say you can't yeah. you can't talk about Draymond without the facilitator. Yes, he's a great facilitator. So I it, it, I knew it was gonna bring back Draymond, but for them to pick up Chris Paul, I don't I don't know, man. Because how does he you fit? know Steph Curry's the point to bring in Chris Paul. You know, is he coming off the bench? I don't think he is. I think he's gonna start. Okay, mm-hmm. so if Chris Paul starts. Is he the is he the starting point guard now? Are we going to start allowing Chris Paul to run the offense? So. Are we going to pick Steph so. Curry at shooting guard? You know, mm-hmm. Steph Curry really ain't the guy that runs the point guard, the true point guard anyway. You know, now he can obviously, but they have Draymond Green bring the ball up a lot of the times. So mm-hmm. I think this might be a point where we see Chris Paul be the type of guy to bring the ball up. Let Steph play the shooting guard instead of obviously the where they had Jordan Poole, didn't have Clay, didn't have Draymond. Now. The thing is now, they're a small team, all right? Yeah. They're a small team. Um, I think what Andrew Wiggins, unless they unless they stay small, you know, have Draymond, you know, do his thing, and I I, I don't know, man. It's a small team. I would have liked it for them to get another bigger a, a bigger I, man. I don't even see a big man that they're going to be able to. I mean, I don't even think they've really. Going they crazy don't. into looking for him. I mean, they got, you know, Draymond, of course, Kevon Looney, and they haven't added anybody. You can make a case for maybe Kaminga can be a small ball five. Um, and then they did pick up a guy in the draft. A great pick, by the way. I was going to talk about this uh, guy from Indiana, Tracy Jackson Davis. Um, if you go and look at his film, he's, he's pretty good. I don't know how he slipped as far as he did, but um, he about went undrafted. The Warriors uh, slipped in late and got him. He's, he's a good – I'm not going to say he's a five – he could play the five. He's like a athletic big man. I mean, more more of a four, I think, than a five. But you're you're right. Um, right now, point guard, you're looking at. I think you're going to have to play Chris Paul at the point. You're going to yeah. have to run Steph as as the two. You can't not start Clay. He's going to be your three now. Um, I'm thinking and you're Wiggins. probably going to start Wiggins at the four and Draymond at the five. Like you said, the problem is you're small. Um, you can kind of get picked on a little bit in some places uh, defensively. Unless they're willing to run the floor. Unless they're willing to run the floor. I mean, obviously, we have saw that their struggle was, let's be honest, they have nobody for Anthony Davis. You know, Anthony Davis cooked them in that uh, yeah. in that series. And, you know, then now you got, you know, Jokic and all these boys. Uh, you got a lot of big men that can really play. And if you can't yeah. – by the guard, I mean, who who down there gonna really be the guard? Jokic. I mean, I know Draymond is a top tier defender. He is. He's one of the elite of the. Elite. He ain't gonna be able to do that. With he's not gonna be able to do no with Jokic or Anthony Davis. Mm-hmm. And he's gonna he's gonna get fouls caught on him the way he plays. Exactly. I mean, you, Jokic is gonna draw those fouls on him. I mean, I'm sitting here looking at the lineup now. I mean, really, all their depth comes in at their their one through three. You know, uh, like I said, Steph, Chris. Uh, you got Gary Payton, who they still have. Good defender, great defender, actually. Um, Moses Moody, but. You look at, I mean, they drafted, um, they drafted a, 
a white dude that can shoot pretty good in this year's draft, uh, Podzemski, and like I said, the Tracy Jackson Davis, and they re- recently signed Corey Joseph, but that doesn't solve any problems for them, I don't think. So it's a weird lineup to run, but if anybody can make it work, it's Steve Kerr. Uh, was just interested to see how you think about this. Somebody made the case. I was listening. I think it was Kevin O'Connor I was listening to, um, guy that I really respect his opinion a lot. But he mentioned uh, Chris Paul's days in Houston and uh, him and James Harden running that one-two spot, and they were able to make it work then. Uh, so, I mean, what's to say the Warriors can't make it work now under a better coach uh, with some maybe even you could say a better supporting cast, right? I mean – you look at that Houston team. I mean, they had Trevor Ariza, Patrick Beverly, right? Um, Clint Capella. Capella, yeah, Capella's maybe the big difference maker there. But mm-hmm. off the top of my head, I mean, um, I like Draymond. I like Clay. I like Wiggins. You know, there's still some good guys here with this uh, with this Warriors team. They just had a big man that could at least do something. But I, but I agree with you though that this could be this is a very similar team to the Houston team. But you it think about happening. it. They're not getting the big man. Big the big man market. Have you looked at it? No, I haven't. Mm-mm. Dude, there ain't it's slim pickings now. Cause I, I want the Lakers to get another big man, but um Mason Plumley was probably your best option. The only thing that could probably happen that could really work in their favor, you could look at a Christian Wood, you know, played for your Mavericks this past year. He's available. Mm-hmm. Um, not really good defensive piece but he can play some offense um didn't really pan out with the dallas mavericks but you got him you got bismack biombo who played with the suns this last year he's you know mm-hmm. he still has some shades of some stuff every now and then and then really that's it mason Plumley just got picked up today and that was probably your best man on the market um it's it's very slim pickings dude yeah most of the time you know that's the thing it's just somebody that can fit into the system um and that's yeah. one thing that curtis looks at curtis probably doesn't i mean he he don't I, I, as I've seen him over the years, he don't really look at people for the purposes of, you know, their their style or their play, but somebody that can fit into the system. And if he thinks they can fit into the system, I mean, who has who is to say that it hasn't worked? I mean, he's worked every time. Yeah. So, um, if he doesn't think they need a true big man, I just think I just think you know it hurt now, him this last year. It did hurt him. It did it hurt, hurt him. him. Yeah. It hurt him really bad. But yeah, then again. When your best players not hitting their shots as well, that hurts as well. Play you know, worth three dollars. Uh, Draymond ain't doing. He was going all over the place. Uh, Wiggins, you know, Wiggins. Besides the King series, what did he do the next one? Or the pool? Pool can. I mean, that's why pool got let go of. But I'm looking at it like, do we not see what Chris Paul was doing late in the playoffs? <laughs> I mean, yeah. come on. But hey, it's a system thing. It's a game by game thing. I mean, hey. If, if Coach Kurt thinks it works out, then we'll see. We will see. Yeah, yeah. Um, not crazy confident about him, though. I'm not gonna lie. I'm not. I'm not super. I. I don't know. I feel like there should have been. There could have been something else to happen, but that. I mean, trading Jordan Poole away, and not only trading him away, but pretty much dangling other things along with him. I and mean, they sent two first rounders away with him. Um, another young guy, and you know he wasn't really anything. I don't think the young guy. He's like a, their pick from last year. Um, and then maybe a second rounder. So, I mean, you're packaging all this stuff away for her just to get rid of uh, Poole. Um, great move by the Wizards. We'll see how it plays out for the Warriors. Um, we were just talking about your Mavericks, so let's let's swing to them real quick. Um, give me your thoughts on what you've seen them do this offseason. Um, so, I haven't really seen much, obviously, besides the, uh, the Kyrie um, stuff. Yeah. Oh, signing back Kyrie Irving. I see they signed back uh, Seth Curry, Dwight Powell. I like that pickup. 
I like the Steph Curry pickup. Yeah, um, I, I do. I do like Steph uh, Seth Curry. Um, he he's done he's done a lot of good things. He's actually played for the Mavs before, so yeah, you know he did then too. He was he was he he helped us out a lot. I like him. Obviously, I like the Dwight Powell us uh, uh, getting him back on contract, and also like Kyrie Irving. I just still feel like we need to find some more things defensively. Um, we, that's where we struggle at last year. We could score any What position team. are you uh, thinking they need to add that to in particular? I mean, last time, I mean, I, I just made a shout out to like Draymond Green if we possibly could have got yeah, him. Now. Warriors. Um, but yeah, somebody at the probably somebody at the small forward position because uh, I can see, you know, you got Luca at the uh, power four. He can play that unless Luca's def- defense continues to get better. I know Luca can bring I the ball. He might improve this year. Yeah, I, I can see it, but I just have to. Can't can't jump to the conclusion until we see it first. So, yeah. uh, I, I just haven't seen that defense prowess of him because he is a top tier player. He's a top ten player in the league. But what will solidify him is this: once he gets that defense under control. I mean, all the guys that have been amongst the top five and had all have defense. I mean, and I know some people like to say about Jokic he's the best, but Jokic can play defense. All right, there's certain centers that give him okay. problems. But Jokic can really play defense. So there's there's certain guys. Uh, I, I just I just wish Luca would step up more on the defensive end. Kyrie's not gonna really help too much on the defensive end. Man, heck, in his prime, Kyrie was one of the worst amongst defensive rating point guards in the league. So um, Curry's not gonna really help you out much there. And Seth Curry ain't helping out. So he's helping out offensively, maybe not defensively though. It don't look like. No, we we got we gonna have problems defensively. I mean, we're gonna be able to drop 125, 130 points a game, but yeah. what is what is that gonna help when the other team's scoring 130, 140? You know, like heck, there was one game last year where both teams had where was one team the Mavs played. I think it was actually the uh who was it? It was the I think it was the game where Luca had made those miraculous plays at the end of the game. The final score was like 150, 152 to 150. And I'm like uh-huh. What the world? Like, yeah, we won the game, but like, come on. Like, that's not that's bad. Like, that's awful. Yeah. That's awful, man. You gotta have some defense, man. Gotta have some defense. Yeah. Um overall, I mean, I don't know quite what to I mean, I like, I mean, obviously keeping Kyrie, that that's big for you. You know, after what you traded for him, you need to keep him. Um, getting Curry in, I like that. They picked up, I don't know if you saw it, they picked up Dante Exum, former first round pick from the Jazz. Uh, good defensive guy, big bodied guard. Um, has played overseas, I want to say, the past couple of years, and he couldn't really shoot. But then overseas, he got his percentages up. So if he's able to come in and he can actually contribute offensively, then you could have a piece there. Uh, did like what you did in the draft. I like. Um, what do you think of the drafting of Derek Lively? Derek Lively. What? What? Is, where is he from? He's the center from Duke. Okay. That, uh, I, I really like him. I can tell you you haven't done a whole lot of looking into him yet, but I like his fit with the Mavericks a lot. Um, when uh, it was time – when y'all traded back, I think y'all traded back to number 12 with the Thunder just to get off of Bertans's contract, which was a good move by the Mavericks because uh, he's way overpaid. Um, it's crazy that they even had him on the roster to begin with. He, it, that one magical season in Washington where he's popping all those threes. But – they moved back to get dip off uh, from Bertans, and they went back two spots. Were able to pick up Lively, who's really risen. He really rose up boards uh, the past few weeks going into the draft. Big man, seven footer. Um, didn't show that he could shoot in college, 
But all this offseason leading into the draft, um, you saw nothing but videos of him just draining threes, draining threes. Like, he just reminded me of the that Jason Tatum video before he got drafted. Not trying to say that that's what's going to happen here, you know, but um, just where he was just one after another after another. So maybe he's able to contribute there. But the one thing he did show in college, he's great around the rim. He's a great defender. The dude can block and, you know, just really uh, protect the rim at all costs. And honestly – that's one of the main things I think the, think the Mavs were missing this past year. Christian Wood did not work out, like I mentioned earlier. Um, he's not a defensive-type guy. But having a guy down there that can protect the rim, I think it's going to pay dividends. And if he can really meet the potential that I think a lot of people have for him, um, this could be a big thing. Uh, you guys also traded uh, for Rashawn Holmes. Uh, I think they did like a salary cap dump-type move. Um, he's overpaid, but he's a center that can maybe help. So um, I think he may have gotten better. Uh, how much? That's to be determined. We'll kind of see. So uh, that's what I noticed there with y'all. Uh, let's flip it over to the Denver Nuggets. How much have you paid attention to their their offseason moves? I'll run you through a few things. Did you All see right. the contract that Bruce Brown got? Um, I know he went, he went to the Pistons, right? He went to the Pacers. Pacers, okay. And he got freaking paid, man. I don't know if you was saw 80, that. 80 million? Was it 80 million? No, I won the 80 million. That was uh, 45 freaking million. Million. Yeah. 45 million. Okay, I see it. Yeah. He got paid two years. 45. Mm-hmm. He got paid two years, 45 million. 45 million, which um, I didn't. Now, I knew he's going to get a pay bump. I didn't know it was going to be that freaking much, dude. That's, um, you know, 22 and a half a year if you really look at it. Uh, if you split that down down the middle between the two, I thought I figured he's more of like a 15 million player. But according to sources, he was going to sign with the Lakers for the uh, mid-level exception, which would have been about like 12 and a half million. Um, uh-huh. And he was willing to do that. But once somebody comes in and offers you, hey, man, we'll freaking double that, you know, <laughs> uh, and come yeah. play, you know, for us, you can't turn that down if you're if you're a guy like Bruce Brown who's, you know, he's making more now on this contract than he's had, I think this is his, maybe his fourth or fifth year, more than he's made in all those years. So, so you, have to, you, have, that money. You, have, you have to remember, um, there's certain people that play for championships and then there's certain people that play for money. Um, and you see that a lot. Not a lot of guys play for a championship. A lot of guys play for money. And Bruce Brown saw that two-year, $45 million. He's going for that money. <laughs> yeah, I, I can't blame the dude. You know, you can't fault him. Um, he's worked his butt off. He's played good wherever he's went. You know, um, I mean, you, look, you see that. You see that a lot in fighting. I mean, everybody yeah. thinks anyone that makes it to C, that makes a belt tour, that make it to PFL. Everybody thinks, oh, they're going for the trying to go for a champ. No, guys do not get into fighting for the championship. I, I, I actually, I actually want people to actually to think. The otherwise, every everybody saying, "I want to be that man. I want to be the best. I want to be the best." Once they get in there and they see the level of competition, that changes real quickly. To Sorry. I want to just make as much money as possible. So, and get out of here. So, and get out of it. Like yeah. So like yeah. It, it's about the money. And um, Bruce Brown made the best decision. Plus, he won a championship already. He's good. Uh, he, he won a so far. On a historic team. Yeah. He, he, I mean. Give Bruce Brown his his credit, man. I props to him. He's got he's got the title. Um, so go go get paid, young man. Go get paid. Two year, forty five mil. He's set for life, man. He's set for life. Go take it. Yeah, and I mean we could talk about it, but you know here in, here in just a minute. But I'm I'm kind of not feeling too bad about the Pacers. 
that that team yeah. is actually starting to look pretty good. We'll talk about them here in a second. Let's get through the Nuggets uh, since we already right. started on them. But they lost Bruce Brown. They lost Jeff Green. Jeff Green now going to the Rockets. Uh, he's going to try mm, to be the in the room there. They did sign Justin Holiday. Not huge on that. He just hasn't. I mean, maybe he can come in and hit some threes every now and then. He's he's not like a big contributor in my opinion. Um, in a weird turn of events, they re-signed Reggie Jackson, who they barely used at all in the postseason. Um, and they didn't just sign him to a normal deal. They signed him, I want to say, to their mid-level exception, which is kind of too much for him. In my, maybe they saw something in him. But if you saw something in him, why didn't you play him? That's weird that's to right. me. I, I don't know. I think that's that was kind of a weird thing. But then, just to hit on their draft real quick, I did like what they did in the draft. They had three picks. Uh, they drafted Jalen Pickett from Penn State. If you go watch him, he's a guard that likes to – he's like a real a, a guy that does the dirty work. Like He loves to get in the post. Even for a smaller mm-hmm. dude, he's not a huge dude. He'll back people down and just go at the rim. He just tries to get down low as far as he can, close to the rim, and he puts it up. He's able to finish at the bucket. He's pretty good at it. Um, so he's an interesting player to watch. Then they got Julian Strother from Gonzaga. You may have um, remember seeing him in the tournament. Uh, I think he hit like a game winner for them in the tournament at one point. It's maybe in that game that that guy – remember the guy you told me about that came from Chattanooga? Uh, remember he was playing for Gonzaga? Uh, uh, Malik, uh, Malik Smith, yeah, yeah. Malik. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think Strother won that one with like a game winner. Yeah, he did. Yeah, remember it was uh, – That's it was right, UCLA that's right. Yeah. Or something that's like right. that. It was – Yeah, yeah he, got, he had the he game winner. The, uh, Malik actually – props to Malik. He got put on the uh, Portland um, uh, Summer League team. Up, um, Nice. Yeah, he got, he got All free right. agent. Yeah, put him by free yeah. agent. So it was really good for him. Really he's good. A legit dude. Yeah. Hey, by the way, there's um basketball being played here in uh like 40 minutes. So I'll be trying to watch some of that. Uh, I think it's the California Classic. Uh, Lakers are going to be playing in that. So I want to see what some of these young guys. We'll get into them here in a minute. I keep getting ahead of myself. But Strother, <laughs> he got drafted. He looked pretty good. And then Hunter Tyson, uh, like a small ball five, maybe a, maybe a stretch four. He, he's really gotten to the point he can hit the three for Clemson. So decent guys, cost efficient. They still got their core, but I do hate that they lost Bruce Brown and Jeff Green. Those were two of their top seven guys. So we'll see how that affects them this this year. So. It was I, you might you might be seeing these guys really lean a little bit more on Jamal Murray and Jokic and some of those other boys. I saw that you know you see they brought back DeAndre Jordan. Um, yeah, like weird, a little bit of a weird move too there. I don't know. He didn't really do much for you. Yeah, and a multi-year deal for that at that at that rate. So I mean, I wouldn't be shocked if it's just the vet minimum. You know, mm-hmm. like um, I don't think that it was anything huge by any means, but um, just that was an interesting move. Maybe they just value because I know one of the big things talked about was um, you know, his mentality. You know, his veteran presence helped them out, kind of thing. So um, you know, that's something interesting to keep an eye on. Um, let's see here. So I know I mentioned the Pacers, so I know you're dying to hear about them, right? Um, <laughs> I, I really like what they've done, though. Um, you know, of course, they got Tyrese Halliburton, who they just signed to a max deal. Uh, their five former year. first round pick from let, yeah, five year bunch of money. Then they got uh, their first rounder last year, Benedict Matherin, who showed some good promise there. Andrew Nimhard, good young guy there. They traded away uh, Chris Duarte. Um, to get him off so that they could bring in Bruce Brown, who's now going to be a veteran presence for them. Uh, still got George Hill, TJ McConnell, um, Isaiah Jackson. He's all right. Um, Buddy Hill's still there. Aaron Neesmith actually showed some pulse there. 
Miles Turner, Jalen Smith. I, I like the young guys they got, and then their first rounder this year, Jarris Walker, um, able to bring him in with Ben Shepard, guy from um, I think it was Belmont he played for, and Isaiah Wong, who I think went undrafted from Miami, that I really like. So I like that team as a team that I think is going to actually take a step up this year, um, based on the the moves that they made. Uh, I think they got some talent there to work with, um, and I think they can they can maybe do something in the East. The East looks like it's I don't know. It feels like everybody's going west. Feels like the West is going to continue to be the stronger conference here. Um, it's been a conference for a long time, man. It's been a long now. Obviously, it seems it's going to stay that way. Besides Damian Lillard moving to the East, if he moves to the East, because that's not necessarily even out of you know that, that that's not out of the possibility. What's your thoughts about him trying to get to Miami? What What are your thoughts on that? Um, if I'm Portland, I'm playing this like the. Um, like these, you know, these other teams have kind of played. I, I, I don't want to say I was going to say Anthony Davis there for a minute when he was forcing his way out of New Orleans, but then again, he got his way on that. We're so used to these guys getting their way when it comes to I don't want to play here anymore. Trade me exactly to who I want to play for now. Um, but not enough people really look at the team aspect of the, the things. Like, Portland will be doing a disservice to its organization, to its fans, to the guys that are going to be staying there after Damian leaves if they trade with Miami for the – I'm not going to say it's like a bucket of crap, but compared to what the Suns or what the Nets got for KD, you know, it would just look like nothing. You know, like this this is just – it's just crap. Um, Damian Lillard is one of those top-tier guys that I feel like you know, he yeah. deserved to get something for him. I mean, they could sure they could get a, you know, I think it was the projection I saw somebody, um, I think it was Kevin O'Connor, I think it was a couple of picks um uh, that he talked about, like a couple first round picks. Their first round pick this past year, Jaime Jaquez from UCLA. You may remember him dude with the beard like the beard and the long hair. Um mm. he was a pretty good player. I actually think he's like a low key good pickup. But let's see. They mentioned him, the two picks. Here we go. Tyler Hero, Kyle Lowry, and then um, a pick swap, and Nikola Jovic, um, another younger guy on the Heat. It just don't sound like a lot for Damian Lillard. I mean, I feel like you can get more for him, and people are starting to bring up, and this is this could be something to watch, um, the San Antonio Spurs. They have a ton of picks. Got Victor Wimbanyama now. Got Devin Vassell. They could probably, you know, trade away Kelvin Johnson, you know, to get him. Um, Trey Jones would be a backup guard for him. I mean, Jeremy Schroeder. Sohan. Uh, Schroeder Schroeder ended up going to the Raptors. Uh, I I messed up. Uh, They got Trey Jones. Yeah, I like Trey Jones. Um, You know, I see him like his brother, you know, being a guy that can come off the bench if they get Damian Lillard. I mean, if if not, he's still a good player. I like him. But they have have pieces there that I think would be more intriguing than what the Heat can give. It seems like nobody wants Tyler Hero right now, and that's it's kind of starting to blow my mind a little bit. There's something that we don't know. Maybe there's like some behind the scenes stuff because um, the Brooklyn Nets apparently they were talking because Miami, if they were to do this trade, they're going to need a third team to get involved. And the Brooklyn yeah. Nets have been one of those teams that has been talked about, um, and the Spurs as well. But people are wanting compensation along with Hero if they take on Hero, so they're going to want picks. Um, so it's it's just kind of I don't know interesting turn of events. I didn't see that one quite happening. Um, but right. yeah, that's definitely something to watch. Oh, so so one team I definitely have been slightly keeping up is because I made a bet with a friend uh, for next year, next season. Um, 
He's, he actually just went off to the Navy, but he'll be he'll be back around uh, late August. Who is this? Um, it's Ariel's brother. His name is Brandon Mallory. So Brandon made a bet against me. He said next year the Suns are going to win the NBA championship. So we just bet a hundred bucks. I said, okay, mm-hmm. fine. So so you just ta- so you're just taking the field, and he's taking the Suns. Yes, he's taking the Suns. Yes, take those odds he, all day, Tori. You I take those odds all day. day. I said, I said, I and I, I've said it on this show. I said I don't think LeBron James or Kevin Durant will ever win another championship for the rest of their career. I'm not just saying that just to say it. I'm saying because the field has gotten that much better, and these guys are trying to create their team to go against them. But now, I. I'm not gonna retract. I'm still gonna. I still like my chances. But gosh, what the Suns have done this offseason, my lord! <laughs> I yeah. actually stayed. I stayed intact with that one, and I was like, every time I thought this guy going to the Sun, this guy signed with the Sun, this guy, and I'm like, what in the world? They got some solid pieces. I got to give you that. I mean, you know, Damian Lee, Eric Gordon, obviously the biggest thing that we already know, Bradley freaking Beal. I mean, my goodness. And they still got a lot of other small pieces, you know, that I'm still looking at that, you know, I don't know as much about, but freak. These brothers here, boy, yeah. they got a team. They got a team, man. Dude, they got a team. <laughs> and they got a bitch. Because <laughs> they did not have one last Well, year. I, I'll throw a – I'll throw an interesting, you know, thing here. So let's let's break this down because I'm not here to you know to poo poo on it. They've had a great offseason. You can't you can't say they haven't. But I'm not as sold on this team just yet. And I know that's kind of crazy. They still got. I mean, trust me. I love I love Booker. I definitely believe in Booker. I definitely believe in Durant. You know my feelings on Aiden. We're not gonna go there right now. Um, <laughs> I definitely think I could see Bill making a difference here, but. When you look at it, they have signed some good people, and it's been some money ball type moves. You know, uh, finding talent, some some young talent with high upside. Keita Bates Diop, uh, if you remember, he played for Ohio State, uh, played for San Antonio this past year. He's a six eight forward. He's good. He's got some upside. He's not great. Okay, um, we could see if he turns out into something. That's something to watch. Um, he's going to be coming off the bench. Uh, they lost Tory Craig, um, who did actually play good for them this past year. Um, I think he's going to the Bulls. Uh, they signed Drew Eubanks from the Spurs as well. Uh, another center, he's okay. I'm still worried about that center spot a little bit. Um, then they got Damian Lee coming back, a good guard. Uh, Josh Okogie, a good guard coming back. He's six four. He technically plays the small forward for some. Cameron Payne, we know him. Um, Ish Wainwright. Probably the biggest free agent I think they signed um, outside of Eric Gordon. Um, Eric Gordon was a pretty good pickup by them, but he's still an older guard too. Is Yuta Watanabe, and that's a name not a lot of people know, but he's an Asian dude. Played for the Nets this past year. Um, you know, enjoyed playing with Durant. Six uh, eight, uh, small forward, power forward. Like uh, I think he shot forty four percent from three this past year, which is wild. So he's oh, got wow. he's got this. He can stroke it, man. He can stroke it. Um, but to me, I just feel like you're one – like it's not – like I love the guards. I love the guards. To me, you know, Booker, Bill, you know, uh, Eric Gordon, Cameron Payne, Damian Lee. I like having all those guards. That's awesome. Eric Gordon and all them, it's great. You know, you could throw Okogi in that mix. But then you look at your your forwards and your your centers. You know my feelings on eight, and I'll say that again. I'm not crazy about the dude. 
Um, Eubanks don't move the needle for me. Keita Bapes Diop don't really move the needle for me. Durant, you're one Durant injury away from, I don't know, man. You could just get bully balled. I really do think so. I think you can get bully balled. If you go against a bigger team, I think you can just get boxed out, dunked on, posted up the rest of the time. Sure, you're gonna be you're gonna be hell to stop. Like it's gonna be it's gonna be hard to stop that team offensively, man. They they can cook probably. But then again, we still haven't seen it yet. But they got a whole year to mesh and gel and get right. But I still think they I still think there's like one piece missing. And I don't know, I don't know their whole I haven't done a whole lot of research into their their roster dealings as far as like if they have any spots available, if they're gonna go try to get another forward or something like that. But to me, that's what I think they need for me to be feel fully comfortable. And there's still some decent forwards out there. I was about to mention it to you with your Mavericks, but uh Kelly Oubre was one that's still out there. He's he, to me, he's decent. He's un, he's an unrestricted free agent. Um, and th- there's a few others that maybe could come in and contribute. But it's I feel good if I'm you. If I'm you and I take the field right there, I feel good. Um I, 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 still I, I like those I mean, odds. I mean the, the teams that still beat this, in my opinion, still is Denver. Um I still got the Lakers up there. They're gonna be still a tough team to beat. Um yeah. and I mean, I I mean I like Phoenix chances. Uh they have grown. But yeah. And, and, I just think I just think they they're exponentially better than what they were last year, and they have pieces now on the bench I, that they can pass. But I, I I would give them a slight edge on what they were last year. Like if you if you have this team, well we got like you said we got to see them. Play. They're, be, they're better than where they were in the playoffs. Yes, I'll give you that. But I I feel like we see this team play that same Denver Nuggets team. Uh, we probably see a game seven. You know. So that that's that's how I actually feel uh, with this type. Of thing. We'll see. I, I, I see when I look at this. It looks like a great regular season team to me, and I think they can definitely make it a little bit into the playoffs. But once you start getting deeper into it, you got to start thinking you're playing the same team, you know, in that series over and over, and they're going to find you know that your weak points get really magnified in that. And I feel like in the playoffs. You're not going to be able to get away with the, the small lineups. And I feel like they're going to end up playing some small lineups to, to get by just with the personnel they got. Like, it's just, I don't know. I just, um, I, I mean, not, look, I'm, see how far they got by what they had. I mean, come on. I mean, they they took the Nuggets to the furthest that anybody took them. And anybody else. Out. You're right. You're correct. You no, know, mm-hmm. and, and like I say, man, a few injuries here and there away, they I, I, they never was going to win the series. I never, I never, yeah. I, after, after seeing after game two, in game actually they won game three and game four, but the way they were playing on the road against Denver, I just never see them winning that KD, series. KD but, is the key point here. If he goes down, that ship is that ship is sinking quick. Um, I can see that. They have, they have got they've got to have him stay healthy this year. Uh because yeah. if you're relying on Bill and Booker, I'm just not buying it, dude. I'm just not. Like it's it's it all hinges on KD. Um right. so what well, are we gonna say that we're gonna mention anything else with it? No, no, no. That's that's all I was saying, man. That's a that's one of those teams that I am keeping an eye on, definitely yeah. the Sun. But I, I'm not picking them for no title. But they're gonna be a team that I wouldn't be surprised to see in the Western Conference Finals. So I'm going to put them that far. Not saying that they're gonna win anything or uh, of that nature, but they're gonna be a tough team to beat, like you say. But but health health issues has always been a problem, especially with Kevin Durant. So especially later on in his career, since that Achilles injury he had. On the Warriors, who said again? There's fluky injuries too, like I, you know, when he was yeah. warming up and just doing layups, and he just, you know, know, ends up hurting himself. Like, um, 
just a just a weird injury. So we'll see how it goes. I'm not as huge on him as everybody else is. I definitely see them like they're definitely up there in the title odds. Um, but you know, we'll see. I let's let's talk about them. Let's talk about it. you. Brought them up briefly. The Lakers. We gotta talk about them. I know I got uh I got Jacob in. I think Jacob's watching us live here. So um you know let's see if he can throw something in here. But they go and they, they have about they as good of an off season as I feel like they could have. Like this this off season worked out pretty much how you could have possibly drew, drew it up. Um I did not see the Gabe Vincent signing coming. I don't think a lot of people saw them coming. Um you know great player. You know, we talked about him on the show during those that finals run. He's um yeah, Jacob says best offseason out of any team, he says. So um I'll give you that. They have. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I mean you look at it, let's break it down. Gabe Vincent coming in. You got D coming back on a cheaper deal. And mm. I think he's worth 18 and a half. I give you 18 and a half. You know, that and that's a tradable contract. We can see if that's we gotta look at the contract details to it if he can be traded. But if so. That's a tradable contract, and that that's something well, good to have. People only got mad at him for what he did in the Western Conference Finals, dude. We can't just forget what he did in the uh, series against the Warriors. I mean, he he looked phenomenal. So we just can't. Yeah. You yeah. play one back, like no, he played good when he was in there. So he helped out the Lakers a lot throughout the entire season when he yeah. was, when he did get to the Lakers. So yeah, but I mean, you look at him. Um, you know, D'Lo, Gabe Benson, and then you drafted uh, Jalen Hood, Shafino, point guard out of Indiana. Wasn't huge on it at the time. He's grown on me some. Has a decent mid-range. Uh, great defender. He's like a 6'5", six, 6'6", six, six point guard. Um, some people – this is this is really a stretch here, but some people have compared his defense to Jason Kidd. Um, that's definitely a stretch. You know, like, you know, it's it's hard to get to that point. But if he can come in and play defense, he's going to get on the floor. So I like those three guards. Then you bring back Austin Reeves on a four-year $54 million contract. That's a steal, dude. Oh, my yeah. God. Woo! I'm happy about that. that's that's my favorite thing right there, man. I love I love me some Austin Reeves, dude. You know that? Um, he's he's going great. Um, bringing in bringing in another Tyler favorite, Cam Reddish. You know I like me some Cam Reddish. He hasn't done much. I like taking the swing on the upside. I like bringing him in. Uh, you bring in Torian Prince at four four and a half million. I'll take yeah. that all. That's a, that's a great contract right there. LeBron being back, Ruby coming back. Um, Jared Vanderbilt coming back, Anthony Davis. I like the swing of Jackson Hayes, uh, center uh, for the Pelicans. Uh, he was in the same draft as Cam Reddish. Um, I I like him a lot. I think I think the talents there, the raw upside there. So think he can be something. What were you saying? Uh, Gabe Vincent. I saw that too, yeah, man. I like I like him coming in. So I mean, they definitely got better in my opinion. Um, I think they definitely got better. Um, this offseason. I don't think I'm missing anybody else. They let Dennis Schroeder go. We talked about that. He's with the Raptors now. He got a pay upgrade. Um, let Lonnie Walker go. And then, oh, yeah, I can't can't be forgetting uh, Max Christie, who they got last year's draft. He's looking like he can maybe make a, a pickup here. Hayes is the pickup that will be talked about the most, is what Jacob Baldwin said. Uh, Dad had a question here. Oh, Louis chiming in. One month before the big show in Nashville, Who's the man you're going to face, Torres? Let's let's get off topic here for a second. You know, Louis. Uh, so uh, can't can't make that out yet. Got to wait. Um, but contracts have been sent. Uh, deals have been made. So uh, we will see um, soon. I know exactly who it is, but uh, we can't. I can't announce it yet. I got to wait till the promotion announces. So for those of y'all just joining us, this would not be a live show if we did not have my dad, Louis Layfield, chiming in to ask who Torres is fighting. <laughs> 
Who's you? Who you fight next? Who you fight next? He does it every time. I, I so, can't. Yeah. I can't. I can't say who I'm fighting next because uh, we just have to wait. We gotta wait till he, he actually signed the yeah. contract. But the contract has been sent. He've already accepted. He said a yes and everything. So pay's been sent for both for, for me. You know. You know, management. You know, just gotta make make all that extra stuff. But mm-hmm. everything been set out. So, um, yeah, Nashville, August fourth. I will be fighting. Um, I don't know if I'm the co-main or main event. You know, I always say I want to fight as early as possible. I like to get in and get out. Like I do not like to be there all day. But yeah. I know, I know, I still probably get going. So I know I gotta wait and do my thing. But man, I'm ready to go. I'm ready to fight. Been training hard, man. I feel good. Um, so I'm ready, man. I'm so I'm so pumped. But yeah, we, yeah. we know who we, we know who we got. Just waiting until uh, all contracts are signed and everything's good to go. But yep. Yeah. All right. So back back to the Lakers. So I went through the whole the whole swing of things. Who they all picked up. What are your thoughts though? Do you think that's enough to push them over the top to maybe win a title this year? Uh no. Uh, but oh, they do man. Have, Darn. They have, I thought it was actually gonna change his mind for once. No, it wasn't gonna change my mind. No, but they, they do have a really good team. They they have guys that can really complement with AD and LeBron. I'm I mean, phenomenal guys. But see, this is the thing. You know, Tyler, you've ran into this a lot. You know this now. Whoop. We ran into this a lot. And uh, <laughs> a little bit. But there's a lot of things that you see uh, a lot of the times with the Lakers and team guys that go with LeBron. A guy like Gabe Vincent, I'm going to use this for example. All right. You, you'll see him. Man, phenomenal series. I mean, phenomenal play he had with Miami. He gets to L.A., he forgets how to play basketball. I feel like we're going to see that with a lot of these guys that you got picked. Up. I don't think so. I, I actually do. It's, I, I'm because, not look, it's because of the caliber of the players. Gabe Vincent's not this huge name. To me, he was a great role player in Miami. He knew his role, dude. He stepped up when he had to, but he knew his place. Like you, you got to know that man. Like, um, he would play great defense. Like getting the look. Like it's he would go dive at the ball. You know when there was a loose he ball. Would. Things like that, like he's that kind of guy. He's not the kind that's like, I got to get up this many shots a game. I don't think he's that mindset kind of guy. Now, D'Lo, now D'Lo, that is the kind of guy that might disappear. Gabe Vincent, I feel like he's like a team player type dude. I could be wrong, but I think he's more of a team player type dude. I think Torian Prince is as well. I think Cam Reddish is just, let's just see what he can do kind of thing. And then, um, you know, uh, Jackson Hayes, you know, he's going to try to up his value in L.A., and I think he can. And I'm I don't think say, these are guys that are like – you might not, And you might not like this. You might not like this next one I'm about to say. But because he got paid a good contract, feeling good, going to be sleeping good at night, going to have a good say, house, Austin Reeves is going to digress this You year. better not. You better leave my – Austin Reeves is going to digress. You better leave the white Messiah alone. <laughs> <laughs> leave him alone. Look, I feel like Austin Reeves. Look, he's a phenomenal player. I I actually like watching him play. I do. But he's playing on the FIBA, the USA FIBA team right now. This bro, he's gonna be and playing for them. I'm saying, man, when they get paid that money, they're gonna fall. Oh, I'm telling you, bro. No, Austin Reeves is gonna no. slightly fall off. They have four years. Break my heart if he does that crap, dude. I just I just feel like some of these players are not gonna look pan up to what you think. Um, but the Lakers on paper, they do got a really good offseason. I, like I, I think we're deep I, I, this I year. And I and well, I do think that Cam Reddish is, uh, one is a little bit of a steal. I like the Rui Hachimura. I do like that for the uh, Lakers. But 
Um, I, I have to stay more a little bit more focused on Jackson Hayes. I do remember him playing for the Pelicans, but um, I you know I didn't stay. I didn't he wasn't him. phenomenal. He was he was I think he was the number ten pick or number nine pick or something like that in that draft. He came out of Texas, just an athletic big man. He didn't play a lot of basketball before being drafted. Um, but he's still pretty raw, but his his athletic ability is ridiculous. Like he's he's got hops, he's got the height. Um, he runs the floor well for a big man. Um, and he can play defense pretty well. He gets physical, so. It's worth taking a shot. To me, they have two more spots left. I think they're going to leave one available just to have as an open spot for later on in the year. Maybe they'll make a trade or get somebody in the buyout market, something like that. But to me, that second-to-last spot, that that 13th man, um, I think we're going to need to – or that 14th man, better yet. We're at 13 right now. I think we're going to need to get another big man. And the issue we're running into here is, like I told you earlier, there are just none left. There's Bismack Biombo, There's Mo Bamba. We could bring back Mo Bamba. We could try to make another tr- uh, run it with Tristan Thompson, who some people think can happen. Um, I think we saw as good of Tristan Thompson as we're probably going to see. I in that, say, man, in we that only have to play two games. Yeah, now could, could he come in and be this? kind of DeAndre Jordan type or Udonis Haslam type where he's just this vocal leader in the locker room, the adult to help things out. I don't know. But to me, you, you got to have somebody. I think you just got to have a guy that can come in and actually play uh, a lot of games and, um, you know, against the, the Jokic's. You know, you got to have somebody that can go against – because it's, it's, it's not just going to be – it can't just be AD, you know. I mean, yeah, we could throw Jackson Hayes at him too, but to me, you still got to have one more guy that I think you can throw in there to kind of rough him up some in case you want to drop AD down to the four and, you know, have that extra guy to be able to throw a body with that. So, and it ain't going to be winning Gabriel. If it's winning Gabriel, it's just, ugh. I mean, I, he's a great guy, hard worker. It's just, man, it's just not going to get it done. It's not going to cut it. So, um, all right. That, let's, 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 do some, let's do some quickies real quick. All right. Um, I was going to. I, yeah, so mainly I wanted I had made a prediction on this show about um uh one guy and not one guy, one team. Um I said that the Celtics was not gonna let go of Jalen Brown and they was gonna keep at least Jason Tatum and them. And I did say Marcus Smart will be the guy that they let go of. You know, obviously we see Marcus Smart, he went to the uh Memphis Grizzlies. What's your thoughts on that one with that trade? And Derrick Rose. Time. I had somebody message me. Oh, no, you're good. I said, uh, you know, here I said I talked about the Celtics not letting go of Jalen Brown or Jason Tatum. You know, some felt like that potentially that – Jalen Brown still still hasn't signed that match yet, which is weird. Uh, they're not going to let him go, I'm telling you. But they did trade – saying that's kind of odd. That's kind of odd that he hasn't signed it. He it was is. eligible to sign it July 1st, and it, it hasn't happened yet. He's trying to get every every dollar he can possibly get. He, hey, after, after seeing how far they made it last year, they said we probably ain't gonna make it that far no more. Might as well get paid to <laughs> do what I did. Okay, so you said so you said the Marcus Smart trade, right? That's what you're bringing up. Yes, the Marcus Smart trade. What are your thoughts on that? Um, I think that Boston got as good of a freaking value as they're gonna get. Like it's ridiculous that in that trade they were able to get Kristaps Porzingis and two first round picks. Like that's ridiculous. That's crazy value for Marcus Smart. Uh, two first-round picks and Chris Depps Porzingis that they've already signed to an extension who can come in and help them right away. I think that's great value. Um, so um, I think it's great on the Celtics part. Uh, Grizzlies, I kind of see where you're getting at. You're going to be 30 games without Ja. You know, have a guy, a veteran guy that can come in and run the point while he's gone, brings that mental 
toughness, that tenacity, that defense, the grittiness. I see it. It can be a good um, trade for them. And I do think Marcus is the kind of guy that's going to come in with a chip on his shoulder. He's going to really – I think he's going to attack this thing hard. We're, we might see defensive player of the year, Marcus Smart, again. I think he's going to make I really okay. do. I think because, dude, um, have you seen the reports? They told him he was safe literally the week before they traded him. The wow. subject did. He was asleep when they traded him because, I mean, he thought everything was straight. He thought it was fine, man. So this is, this is like the second, third time we've seen the subjects kind of do some dude wrong. You know, they're known for that, dude. They're known for that. They, they don't yeah. care. Nothing, nothing <laughs> kind of wrong, that. dude. Like on that stuff. It ain't right. So. I agree. With you. It ain't right. But I, I just knew if anybody out of the big three, I just didn't see them taking their chances on Jason Tatum. You're right. Jalen Brown has not yet signed that five year huge max, super max deal. But could be. I, I, one of the reasons could be um, maybe they're trying to make a play with Damian Lillard. Maybe mm. that could be, you know, that could be a reason that they're holding off. I don't know. Well, you, I mean, you keep an eye on. yeah, there's something to keep an eye on. I didn't think about that actually. That's actually not yeah. bad. Not bad of a thought. <laughs> uh, That's the only thing uh, that comes to my mind. Everybody else is getting their extensions done quick. Anthony Edwards got his today. Tyrese Halliburton sure. got his. Sabonis even got his. Like it's just like, he's like one of the last ones left. It's kind of weird. But go All ahead. Right, one one of the trades that we also saw for the Washington Wizard, you had Kyle Kuzma, Jordan Poole, Landry Shamet, uh, Dallanillo Gallinari, Tyus Jones. They all for the Washington Wizard. What's your quick thoughts on that? Um, Kuzma coming back's good. Uh, Poole, Tyus Jones getting to be a starter now is pretty good. That's good for him. Um, probably won't win a ton of games, but they can put up some numbers and still make it fun for the fans to show up. Um, mm -hmm. and then they're still picking up assets, so. Uh, they're trying to do their best rebuild, so we'll see how it goes. Um, it could be better, but it also could be worse. Uh, yeah. I, I don't know. I, I don't mind the moves they made for the most part. Everybody thought they were fleeced when they traded Bill away, but they really got screwed because Bill had the no-trade clause. They got as much as they could from, from the Suns. They got literally every second-round pick that the Suns had at their dis disposal. So they did the best they could, I think. All right, last two before we end the show. Uh, quick one. You got to touch on the Hawks, too. You got to touch on the Hawks. I was Hawks just about to say that. I was just about to say that. Rudy Gay going to the Hawks from the trade. Um, how much that affected Atlanta. And then also LaMelo Ball getting a huge deal. Uh, you know, oh, yeah, you know, yeah. He's another one that got his extension already. Yeah. And but yeah. Once again, Jalen Brown still has it. Um, but, yeah, the <laughs> Hawks. The Hawks-wise, uh, I kind of didn't care for the Collins trade at first. Trading John Collins away for Rudy Gay. And a second round pick, it's like, man, I'm you're telling me, that, man. I'm you're telling me you couldn't have got a better deal than that. But it's kind of a weird move for the Jazz. We'll see how they play it out. They already got marketing, already got Kessler, already got, you know, these other guys there. Um, but I think they're in the spot now with the coach they have that I really like, Will Hardy, who came from Ime Udoka's coaching staff in Boston. You know, you got to think he did a really good job last year with what he had. Um, and they were at, they actually had to start purposely losing games, it looked like, so that they could actually have a good pick this year. They looked like a lottery team. They were actually beating like the Lakers and other teams like this um, later in the year when it felt like they shouldn't be. Uh, but uh, for the Hawks, getting off that contract maybe does help them. They did make a trade recently that you didn't just bring up. Um, they picked up uh, – all they traded away was the uh, rights to Alpha Caba. Nobody knows who that is. He's like a foreign player. Uh, for Ty Ty Washington and Uzman Garuba, 
two first-round picks that I really liked a lot when they were picked a couple years ago. Garuba is a uh, a power forward, um, plays great defense, can hit the three. Um, I really like what he brings to the game. Tata Washington, uh, um, a talented uh, point guard, uh, I believe he played for um, for Kentucky, um, was good. And they also picked up two second-round picks in that deal. So that was a great move for Atlanta. Good young talent, two second-rounders, and you're giving away nothing. Um, the Houston Rockets had to kind of do this because they were they were stupid. I said another word. They were stupid and uh, tr- and signed Dylan Brooks to an eighty million dollar deal, and then freaking Fred Fred Van Vliet to a what a hundred forty million dollar deal. I don't know. I don't know what they're doing this offseason, but hey, get rid of all the young talent they hey. had. They got some good agents. The boy, they on stole some money. That's what they on did. What they say? Yeah, highway robbery. Yeah, highway robbery. But the um ball deal, Lamella Ball. Um, yeah, good on him for for getting his um his max extension. Um, you know well, the, these guys do. One hundred ninety something. It was something ridiculous. I'll look it up real quick. But he um yeah he cashed in, got him a good deal. Um, uh, we'll see how the uh, Hornets end up doing. I know they're bringing back Miles Bridges. Uh, two hundred sixty million dollars, five years. Okay. Yes, I mean, just quickly looking at that, and then we'll close it out. The Hornets roster, since we just brought them up, uh, let's take a look here. They got LaMelo Ball, Terry Rozier, um, let's see, Theo Maladon, um, Brandon Miller, Kelly Oubre, if he does come back, Amari Bailey, who I like from UCLA, uh, Gordon Hayward still there, Mark Williams, who's pretty good, and then um, P.J. Washington, who's a restricted free agent right now. So they they got a solid team for the most part. We can see what they do with it, but they got to stay healthy. You know, Ball got hurt last year. That kind of uh, ruined some of their plans. Brandon Miller, we'll see if he can come in and be an impact guy right away. Um, I'm trying to see if they have anybody else. Um, I think that's just about it, though. Um, Dennis Smith left. He's with the Nets. That's all I really care for. JT Thor, he came out of Auburn. He was an okay forward, but that's that's really about it. Um, not a real deep team. Um, we'll see what they do. They may they may outperform expectations, especially on a year where Michael Jordan's selling the team. So uh, that's that's all I had. Though we talked about that, we talked about the main teams that I wanted to talk about, and I know you got your training coming up. So I um, do. Yeah. We got to get you in there so you can be ready for your fight. <laughs> yeah, definitely by next show, all the stuff will be out, especially for my, who my opponent is and everything else. But yeah, I'm ready. Oh, yeah. I'm ready to go. So let's do it. All right. Well, thank you guys again for listening in to another episode of the TNT Podcast. Uh, we do appreciate all the support. If you want to support us, um, if you're listening to this on podcast format, we're on Spotify, Apple Podcast, anywhere you can listen. Just click in the description, go to the link tree link, and there's many different ways you can support the show. Uh, so once again, thank you guys for listening, and as always, we'll see you next time. Boom, boom.